This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to another episode of Just a Tip, an advice podcast that's equally about its tangents as it is about its tips. I'm your host, Maggie Batune, and today with me in the studio, I have one of my favorite Canadian people ever, Carlina Bridge. Hi, guys. Hello, she's here. You may know Carlina from acting on Charmed or dancing on Lip Sync Battle, but after a quick internet stalk, we found out that you only had 30 minutes to record an audition tape for your first breakout movie role. Is that true? Yep. What, how did you only have 30 minutes? I was um, over at my acting coach's house, and we were already taping for another role. <gasps> and um, one of my Canadian agents reached out to me, and he was like, hey, we just had this audition come in. Um, it's it's due at 4.30. No way. And I was like, Aaron, it's 4 p.m., and there's 11 pages. And no, it's no, 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 no. All monologues. What? Yes. And he's like, yeah, yeah, just tape it. And I was like, but you, you don't understand. Like, I, even if I'm just reading it, it's going to take me 30 minutes. Totally. And he was like, yeah, just like cold read it. So I completely cold read it, did the entire thing in one take and sent it off and was like, I'm never going to hear anything. Oh, my God. And uh, next week, the executive producer brought me into his office and was like, and I, I walked in there and I was like, are you sure? Because I only had 30 <laughs> minutes. And he was like, no, I mean, we've been scouring for this character and it's you. And I was like, whoa. Oh, my God. And but are you sure? You. It was me. Yeah. Wow. That's what when four o'clock hit or whenever you actually got the sides. What was your mind thinking? My mind was like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I like fought tooth and nails. And then there was like this tiny little like voice inside of me that was like, just do it, Carlina. So I did it, thankfully. And I sent it off, like just kind of schlepped it together and was like, here you go, Aaron. I don't know what you want me to do with this. Like right. take it or leave it. And um, didn't think anything of it. And it was a Friday and I just like went about my day. And they needed it by that time because it was for the East Coast. Right. So, you know, everyone was going to be out of the office by 7.30 p.m. And that was already pretty late for them to be out of the office on a Friday. So, wow. Yeah. Do you feel like when you want something more, you do worse? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Because we put pressure on ourselves. I hate it. Yeah. And the thing is, like, every time I get nervous, I'm starting to try and retrain my brain to be like, this is good because the fact that you're nervous means you care about it. Mm. And if you didn't care, you wouldn't be nervous because you'd yeah. just be like, I don't give a fuck. And then you would be fine. But the fact that we care 
And we, we almost like shoot ourselves in the foot because we care so much. Yeah. That's so sad. Yeah, my, my better auditions, my better meetings, my better interviews are always when I'm like super tired or sick. Oh. Because then I'm literally in a place where I can't overthink it because I'm too exhausted or depleted or whatever the thing is. And I'm like, I do my best work. It's right. so crazy. What do you do if you are nervous? Do you have like a go-to ritual to calm yourself down before like a performance or an audition? <sighs> yeah, I, I try and channel it into the character. So... Mm. You know, if I'm auditioning for a part on, like, I don't know, CSI, let's just say. And, you know, the character's like a like a young delinquent who was arrested for shoplifting. Um, you know, I try and think about, okay, well, maybe that character would be nervous about the thing that they're being asked about. Or, like, mm. would the character be nervous to be falling in love for the first time? Or would the character be nervous to, like, have this conversation with their parents? Or whatever the situation may be. And I just try and channel it into, like, it being that actual character's nerves and not mine. Yeah. Um, because it's, like, the second you try and, like, stop yourself from being nervous is when you become even more nervous. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how can I just like reverse this and like channel it into something? So that's what wow. I try to do. Yeah. Wow. What a productive 30 minutes. <laughs> it's it's always so weird. But I'm like 30 minutes is like not a lot of time, but then it could be so much time if you're like working out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, oh my God. You're I, like, only, <laughs> I only have to do this wall sit for 15 seconds. And you're like, oh my God, how long has it been? It's been two seconds. Yes. Uh, okay, yeah. great. Well, now that we know a little bit more about you, let's learn even more. We, I like to do this game called Bursa Firsts, which is a rapid fire list of like maybe 10 things from your first job to the first time you cried in public. And whenever I yell stop, you have to either explain, elaborate, or tell the full story of whatever it is. Okay. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay, let me get this uh, adventurous background music going for us. Here we go. First job. I stood outside of a Great Clips and I held a sign that said $6.99 haircuts. <laughs> First cell phone. Uh, Nokia. First pet. Um, a tarantula. First kiss location. Um, underneath a hedge in between uh, my house and <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> my elementary school. Hang on here. We're going to hang on here. Underneath a hedge? Yeah. A hedge is just a bush, right? Yeah. yeah. There was a hole in the bush. <laughs> Did you landscape this hole? I didn't. I probably should have because it's it was very um, artfully crafted. Um, Were you guys sitting or no. just that short? No, he was my best friend. Um, I was nine years old. He was my best friend. His name was Alex, and uh, he used to walk me home from school every day. And it was completely platonic. We were just friends. And one day he was walking me home from school after fifth grade. And uh, we stopped in the middle of the hedge, and he's like, hey, have you ever kissed someone before? <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, have you? And he was like, no, oh. should we kiss? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and it was just like, just like a smack in the face. And then he was like, okay, see you tomorrow. And I was like, see you tomorrow. Oh, my God. I just wonder if the hedge is still there. Like, I, that's all I want to know. One time I, this was like back in uh, 2012, there was a big dance studio called Movement Lifestyle, which yeah. is still there, but yeah. like different. Yeah, yeah. And there was a bush. I have such an image of this bush. Like there was a big party after a bunch of dance classes. There was like a shoot and we all were like drinking and have a good time afterwards. And then one of our friends got in a fight with some random person on the street and I got pushed into this bush. Oh my God. Yeah, it was 
atrociously scary. And then, like, the next day, I went, I walked by, and I saw the bush had, like, my butt imprint on it. And then, like, the next month I went, and it was still there. Wow. I think bushes remember. Bushes are, like, nature's really impressionable butt. Yes. I would say both. I I would agree. (laughs) I'm not staring at her butt right now. But I— But I would if I was standing. Yes. Uh, That is so very funny. What did you feel after the chaos? Were you like, oh, my God, I'm in love with you? No. I was just like, okay, well, that's done. (laughs) And check, I'm an adult. Yeah, yeah. It was just like a thing I felt like I had to do. Yeah. And and we were just like little reckless kids. Like I was such a little tomboy. And like it was like when Jackass was coming out. So we're always doing like crazy stuff on like the jungle gym and the slides and like pushing each other off and like, you know, scraping each other up. And it was just like... I don't know. Oh my god! Yeah, it was it was a it was a fun time in my life. Nine, <laughs> nine, yep, nine, nine's a good age, guys. <laughs> okay, moving on. First major purchase: <sighs> Nelly's Country Grammar album. That's nice. First choice in a karaoke book: um, Smells Like Teen Spirit, Nirvana. First internet screen name: uh, Hip underscore Hop underscore Chick underscore Nine One One. Love the 911. Everyone needs to know this is an emergency. For style. I'm crying. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that out loud. Wow. Is it, but that's AIM or is that like an AOL Gmail thing? Um, hey, it was Hotmail. Hotmail. Yeah, we didn't have AIM in Canada. Or at least we oh, didn't really? use it. Yeah, it wasn't like a thing. How, do you, how did you talk to people like after school? MSN Messenger. Oh my God. Yep. MSN. I thought that was a fable this whole time. No, it's a real, real true to life thing. (laughs) Wow. Good to know. MSN. (laughs) I wonder what that's doing now. What does that stand for? Message social network. Okay. My social network. (gasps) (gasps) Here we go. First thing you think when someone doesn't answer the phone. They hate me. Mm-hmm. First celebrity crush that checks out for me. <laughs> um, Elijah, Eliza Douche. I never know how to say her name from Bring It On. Yes. Oh, oh. my God. Gotta stop here because I wanted to be her so many times for Halloween. And I found. You kind of look like her. Really? Yeah. So do you. Oh. I think anyone that's like brown hair, brown eyes, yeah. <laughs> slightly tanned skin. Yeah. You must she be a cheerleader was, from Bring It On. You have to. She was so cool. Yeah. Every, I, I had her entire outfit. The Missy outfit. Ugh. I know every word to that movie. I know every dance move to that movie. Dude, so do I. We should break out into it. I am here for it. The last, I remember, this was before I started cheerleading, but I... I you were a cheerleader? Oh, yeah. A full cheerleader before I even got into dancing. Oh, my God. I need to see footage of this. <laughs> were you a cheerleader? No. We didn't even have cheerleading in Canada. What wasn't do you even not a thing. have? What else do you not have in Canada? <laughs> we also didn't have... Uh, sororities, fraternities. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not that's at not all. a thing. And there isn't really a lot of middle schools. Like you just go to school from kindergarten to seventh grade and then you go to high school from eighth grade to 12. Eighth grade is in high school. Yep. Oh, so you like lit. Oh, that's probably why you guys are so like community based because you're mm. with each other so much. Yeah. It was weird to be in like seventh grade with kindergartners. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is a long time. Yeah, it is. Weird. So that's the other thing that's... When's the last Canadian. time you brought up the term toque? Toque. Actually, um, like three days ago. I bet. I have this theory <laughs> that like all my Canadian friends or anyone Canadian has to 
make sure everyone knows how you guys say beanie. Yes. Like, no matter what. Like, I, the only reason I know who's Canadian is because they'll just be like, that thing? What do you call it? And I'm like, oh, I know exactly where you're going with this. I call it a toque. And then I, it, it's a whole, I ruined the bit for them. Yeah. But like, it's <laughs> because I love how excited Canadians get about it. Yeah. It's, it's like a pride thing, I think. <laughs> it's just, what a weird word. Toque. Ter- like, terribly weird word. Yeah. I don't, I'm like, what? I mean, beanie makes sense. I've heard Scully. Oh, I hate that yeah, one. Yeah, Scully's a little weird. I'm like, wait, you mean from the X-Files? Uh, it's just strange, but yeah. I love it. Okay, a toque. Here we go with the rest of the questions. First concert. Alicia Keys. First scar. Um, oh, I burned my leg on a motorcycle pipe. Oof. I got a third degree burn. Oh my God. Yeah. First thing you do when you like someone. Freak out. <laughs> <laughs> First show you binge watched. Um, Handmaid's Tale. First excuse you make when trying to cancel plans. Um, that I'm really overwhelmed and my head's going to explode, <laughs> which First, is usually accurate. That is true. First time you cried in public. Uh, when I made it on So You Think You Can Dance. What a beautiful music cue. Oh, yeah. Holy <laughs> crap. Did you, like, plan that accordingly? Wow. Yeah, this whole thing has been scripted up till this moment. Yeah. Holy shit. Wait. Oh, that was the first time you cried in public? Like, I think on, like, a grand scale of public. Like, public yeah, to oh, us right, is a right. different level of public than, like, someone just breaking down and crying in the mall. So, right. yeah. <laughs> Which I have done. Oh, fully. So many times. Yeah. One yeah. time I, uh, I cried so hard in the parking lot to the Glendale Galleria because it's the exact same parking lot as, like, another building right next to it. And I was, like, full-blown tears. It was also, like, I was probably 24. And the security guards were like, are you okay? And I'm like, honestly, no, I think my car was towed. Or oh. I'm, like, insanely lost. And it turns out I was in the right place. I was just in the wrong tower. Oh, shit. It was the worst. But I got, like, a ride from them. I mean, that was take nice. the ride. <laughs> take the ride. Free rides. Wait, so, okay, let's talk about you auditioning for So You Think You Can Dance. What, what, how did you even get there? I auditioned the third season. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine was like, hey, I'm driving to Calgary tomorrow, and they have So You Think You Can Dance auditions. And I was like, cool, can I sit in the back of your car? <gasps> and she was like, sure. And we almost barely made it because there was like a crazy snowstorm, and it was like a I don't know, 20-something hour drive or whatever. I literally got out and, like, then stood in line to audition. Oh my and God. I was 18, and I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't even have a solo prepared. I was just like, I'm in a freestyle. Oh, God, my bones just cracked. <laughs> it was I, terrible. I was wearing red jeans and, like, I don't know, like, yellow Supras, probably. I love that. It was foul. <laughs> um, and then... Ended up making it really far kind of by fluke. I went to finals week, which is like what, you know, Canadians call like the Hollywood week. Um, I made it to top 30 that season, but didn't make the show. And then uh, pretty much about a year later, um, they reached out and asked me to audition again. And I did. And I actually went prepared this time. Um, And then, yeah, I made it again to finals week. And it was it was a crazy time in my life and I just kind of like closed my eyes and like went through the process and didn't even feel like I was really experiencing it and then had this crazy um, moment when they asked me to walk across the stage and that's when they told me that I had made the top 20 and just everything that had happened in my life up until that moment just like broke down and I was literally like in a pool of my own tears on national television and I was like well here I am vote for me. So, <laughs> wow, when you were preparing for the second time that they asked you, how did you decide like what you were going to do? Like solo wise? Yeah. Or? Um, well, my I mean, I 
first and foremost, like the first dance style I learned was locking. Mm. So that was like the thing that I had like the leg up on most people was that I, you know, knew and understood this funk style, whereas most of the hip hop right. dancers were just going to go in and like do some cool choreography. So I ended up like kind of crafting this solo that was like a little bit of hip hop and a little bit of locking and a little bit of popping just to kind of show that I had an understanding of like the funk styles. Yeah. Um, and I chose like super unlikely music. Like I chose um, Ring My Bell by oh, Anita Ward. Cool. So like it was just a choice that like, you know, at the time people were doing like, I don't know, drop it, drop yeah, it like low, Tyga. girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> drop it, drop it low, girl. Yeah. Uh, whoever sings that song. Is it Ludacris? Uh, Wyclef John? I'm making up things. You're making it up. But that's okay. I like Wyclef John. Wyclef. Wyclef Schlong. Oh, God. That's the after hours. Wyclef Schlong. Oh, no. <laughs> He's going to listen to this and be like, we're canceling the internet. Um, this yeah. is, that's what it did. That's this, literally what it did. This <laughs> podcast cancels the internet. That's all it took after that's all, all took. of these years. Yep. Donald Trump can have a Twitter, but this podcast is what's going to cancel the internet. Yep. See you guys. Take a question. Okay. So people write in, they don't even, I almost just swallowed my own esophagus. <laughs> I heard that. I was like, whoa, whoa, she's excited to give advice. People now talk to us. We used to only have emails, but now we have phone recordings. Ooh. So we have a person who is maybe in love with their best friend or maybe not. <laughs> okay, we'll find out. Here we go. I'm 20 years old, and I feel like I've never been truly heartbroken before. I've been in serious talking stages with guys that have never followed through to the real thing. Don't get me wrong, I was extremely hurt and crushed when those things ended, but I don't think I've ever experienced the gut-wrenching heartbreak that people talk about. A few of my friends are engaged and married, so the possibility that I meet my future husband doesn't seem so far-fetched, and I think I'm scared of not knowing if the next guy in my life will either be my future husband or my first real heartbreak. My question is, do you think it's necessary for everyone to go through a super bad heartbreak? Also, is it a problem that I experience it later than most? Thanks for the help. Lost in the lack of love. Lost in the lack of love. So this was initially a question about heartbreak or uh, in love with a best friend, but now it's about heartbreak. Okay. Which could be future uh, of a best friend. So uh, what I think is interesting is thinking it's necessary to go through heartbreak. Is it necessary? I I don't know. I have a theory that like everyone needs to be punched in the face once. <laughs> Emotionally or physically? Either or, really. Have you been punched in the face? I have, yeah. By who? I was a reckless child. <laughs> I will leave it at that. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like either emotionally or mostly emotionally. I just feel like we all, I don't know. I feel like when we have experience some form of struggle in some way yeah we're just so much more appreciative of things when they do come around mm -hmm. and I don't mean go around and get your heart, heart broken just to get your heart broken but I don't know you kind of get this level of appreciation for something when you've experienced like the depth of something else right. that's at least the way I look at it it might be a little bit harsh but no I completely think the same but I'm also like you can't get heartbroken unless you fully give yourself yes first. yes so if you're not getting heartbroken you're not opening up enough to get heartbroken and I think that's the other side of like the punch in the face thing is like you have to also be willing to be to show up and be completely naked and vulnerable yeah in front of another person your career you know your family whatever the thing is right in order for you to appreciate it when it comes back around right it's kind of how I feel oh it is hard to get into 
you're almost like walking into a risk anytime you meet someone and being like, this could be the one. Yep. And it's always, it, it, of course, it's going to end well or not. Yeah. Those are the only two options you have. But either way, you're going to learn something. Yes. Because I've, I've had some really tough situations and walked out of it with like so many lessons that I'm like, man, it was worth all the times of crying on the floor and like trying right. to peel myself up. And it, yeah. So you're going to get something from it either way. But just life's a risk. I mean, we're all just like trying to figure it out. Yeah. I don't so. think we'll ever have it figured out, which is kind of nice to know. Yeah. Um, but I think that also, I, I think I tweeted one time that I said, that thank you it was like it was pre Ariana Grande's thank you next but it was like thank you heartbreak you were the best teacher which mm. is like a, a weird tweet but like <laughs> but very true I feel yeah. like the best teachers are ex-boyfriends or rejection mm-hmm. and it's just like okay I'm learning a lot about myself I'm learning a lot about other people yeah I'm learning a lot about how when someone says something to me it's mostly them projecting yeah or them like seeing something similar in me that they don't like about themselves Mm. or for me if I get kind of perturbed about something that somebody else is doing it's like okay well why Mm. let's take a look at that is it because you really don't agree with it or is it because it's a part of you inherently that I don't like Mm. it's fun I like this yeah (laughs) right yeah I mean yeah it's it's just the whole the whole journey of life is just such a a finding and a, a lesson learning and a discovering and yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it takes a lot to show up and let yourself be seen. Oh my God. Yes. And to like walk away and not be bitter and to like not hold resentment for pain or, or rejection or whatever. Like that was something I had to learn with acting was I, I'm, I literally call myself a professional no hearer now mm. because the rejection, like I look at like the amount of times I audition in a year versus the amount of times I actually get a callback or actually book a job. And it's like, it takes a lot to hear no every single day, sometimes six times a day, depending yeah. on how many auditions I have. So it's, it, I try to look at it in a similar way with like heartbreak, like however many times you're going to hear no from somebody, like there's from someone, there's somebody out there who's, who's willing to say yes, who's really willing to take that chance on you. And it's just timing and like being ready for mm-hmm. that person or them being ready for you or, you know, the universe or whatever, however you want to look at it. Right. There's so many elements to that alone. Do you do puzzles? <laughs> I like puzzles. I haven't done a puzzle in a long time. I should buy a puzzle today. <laughs> Thank you to our wow. sponsor, Puzzles. Yeah. I, Can you sponsor me, Puzzles? <laughs> I was doing a puzzle the other day, and some of the things that we were saying, I was doing it with my friend Amanda, and some of the stuff we were saying was just, like, very profound, and it was all very based in love and relationships. Mm. I mean, like, we've so many people have drawn that consideration together of, like, love and puzzles. But there was a time, I don't know how you do puzzles. Do you do the corners first, or do you do, like, by the color? Do you? Usually corners. Yeah, yeah. The edge, and then you kind of fill in. Fill in, yeah. How do you fill in, though? I feel like I kind of work my way in from like the outside in. I see. Yeah, and I mean, I think once you've built the frame, and then you kind of start to work your way in, you can pull together like colors and pal. The last puzzle I did was a Coachella puzzle that came with my <laughs> tickets. Okay. <laughs> And it, I literally spent like two hours by myself. I was like, I have to get this puzzle done. Um, so I feel like what I did was built the outer frame and then kind of work my way in, but then like put things in like color, like organized it by color, I think. Yeah. Yeah. How, the, did, how do you do it? Uh, I Amanda did the 
frame. And I just, I delegated the colors. I was like, here's a designated yellow pile. And then like, I'm really into details. So it's like gradients are over here. And it was like subsections of each color. But then at one point in time, I had like one piece that I used as like my masterpiece. And then Mm. like technically, metaphorically would be me. And then I was using all these other pieces that look like they would fit. And then I would try every single opening. I would just take one piece, put it next to the masterpiece, try one side, didn't work, flip it, try the other side until I tried all four sides into Mm. every groove that there could have been. But then I started to be like way more ruthless about it. I was like not trying to like, I was never sad that it didn't fit because I was like, oh, the right one is here somewhere. I just have to find it. And like, I'll just keep on pushing it and it doesn't matter. I'm not going to waste my time trying to make it fit. Mm. I know it doesn't fit. And they know there's going to be a better fit. So, like, who cares if this doesn't fit? Throw it away. It's going to fit somewhere else better. Yeah. Where it's meant to fit. Yep. And I was like, oh, my God, this puzzle is my love life. I mean, that is so profound. I want you to write a book exactly on that very specific topic. Even if it's only a five-page book, I will buy it. I mean, what a great way to look at it. Isn't it? it the puzzle is still unfinished, as is my relationship. That is okay. <laughs> that I, I'm here for it. I think it's like we, we panic. Yeah, we think that like there's this one specific person out there and that we've already met them and we fucked it up. And, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of being like the world is massive and like you don't know how you're going to meet that person. You don't know how you're going to have that experience. But I love the idea of like just kind of freely letting the pieces go that didn't fit. Right. Instead of being like, oh, it's me. Yeah. Right. Because you are your piece. Your piece is never going to change. Yeah. It's all about what fits with your piece and where your piece fits with somebody else. Mm. You can't trade your own piece. No. That's your piece. That is your piece. Wow. I am buying a puzzle for sure today. <laughs> Buy a puzzle and then just put your phone on voice memo and record whatever you say. Okay. Because it's so, I think it is really, really, it reflects love in relationships so much. Mm. I love it. I love it. I love puzzles. Okay, let's see if we help this person. (laughs) Uh, Do we think it's necessary for everyone to go through heartbreak? It helps. Is it necessary? Maybe. I think, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a heartbreak of the same thing, but like experiencing just life and loss, like those two things tie in together. Life and loss, you know, allows you to embrace love. Mm -hmm. So I think even like a loss of like a former self, a loss of like shedding a a layer of your skin or shedding like a, you know, a, a shortcoming you had that didn't serve you anymore. Like those types of losses, like, you know, shedding that to be able to embrace what is to come. Yeah. I, th- I think is pretty vital. Absolutely. So kind of, yeah. So, ki- so kind of, yeah. yeah. We're going to say yes. It's not a problem that you experience it later than most because everybody's on their own timeline. Yeah. The the thing I think, the part where she writes, I think I'm scared of not knowing whether the next guy in my life will either be my future husband or my first real heartbreak. Mm. I, that's just... That's that is life. That's just life. You just got to give yourself fully, and wherever it goes, it goes. Yeah. The, the the rule of thumb is that none of us have any idea what we're doing. Yeah. Like we're all just like, huh? What is this thing? Sure. Yeah. And same goes with relationships. Like mm-hmm. you 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 just don't know. You don't have that power to decide. Right. It's like it's out of your control. I think the unknown is so exciting, though. So it is. hopefully, it's like being on a lazy river. Like, mm. you're in the river, and you're doing it. You're doing yeah. the thing. You can only not be in the river if you get out, and then you won't experience the river. Mm. So, get in that river. Get in the river. Get a floaty. 
Get one that has like a little drink holder on the side. Yes. Have you ever been to a crazy river before? I've been whitewater rafting. That is one crazy river. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> I had just got my nose pierced. I was 12. And you were, wait, hang on. I know. 12? Grew up way too fast. <laughs> Belly button piercing and nose piercing. At the same time? At the same time. 12 years old. Yep. Whoa. Wait, you, you had to have a parent sign for you. Yeah, I think my, like, best friend at the time's dad was like, sure, I'll take you guys. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did your best friend also get double piercings? She just got her belly button pierced. Oh, wait, did she get her nose pierced? Hmm. I had my eyebrow pierced once. Did you? Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> Why? <laughs> the face on Carlina right now. You have such a nice face. Why? Why would you pierce it? I think my dance coach was also like, don't put metal in your face. Mm. And then I did. You were like, screw you. It was really gross. I don't know why I did that. You know, I think I was like, it was like a cry for help to be different. Mm. And I think I've always had that. Like in high school, I remember every Friday I would like save up my paychecks and I would get like the weirdest and grossest outfit. I remember having like a pink and green striped shirt and then a lime green skirt that had like pleats on the bottom half. And then I would wear toe socks all the way up to my knees and then like cheerleading shoes. And that was my, it it would like match a lot. And that was... (laughs) Like, too much. And you'd carry a watermelon. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, why was I the front runner for fruit at the time? (laughs) It was really gross. But, like, I remember this girl, Haley, who said to someone that I heard in the grapevine that, like, Megan tries so hard to be different. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) this is hurting me because it's so true. And I didn't know I was trying so hard. Mm. But I really, I didn't want to be like anybody else so badly that I became not myself. Mm. So weird. I'm glad that you're yourself now. Me too. Yeah. It's so, do you feel like you feel like you're yourself? I I do. Yeah. Isn't it a fun feeling? Yeah. It is. I was thinking about that actually this week. Like it's so it's fun to like start to embrace like being in love with yourself. Right. That's a really cool thing. And I'm you know I'll be 29 in October, and I'm like just starting to embrace that. Oh my god! I have so many questions. I'm also 28. Okay. Um, and so, how's When's your, your Saturn return? March 29th. Ooh. Oh yeah, this is my Saturn return. Are year. you in a full straddle right now? Uh, no, just a half straddle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just in an upside down split. Yeah, I'm just in an upside down split while um, taping this. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's my Saturn return year. How is it going? <sighs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So for those of you that don't know, I'm sure I mentioned this previously on an episode, but Saturn return, basically from ages 27 to 30, your life gets turned up, side down, and flipped around, and all the the prepositions possible to basically shake out what is not for you. So if you've been kind of like choosing things that haven't really been aligned with your truth, it it's basically very obvious that it's not, you don't need it. Yeah, not for you. Right. And so it's the most tumultuous time in a person's life is what I've heard is the Saturn return and then the second Saturn return in 30 years. Yeah. So essentially Saturn, when you're born, is in one specific place and then it does a full revolution and returns Mm -hmm. back into the same place that you were born around 30 years later. Yeah. So it's a very, very, very hard time for people our age. Yeah. Oof. I wonder if I'm over it. I think I just, I was talking to another friend of mine who was talking about his Saturn turn. He was like, after a while, I woke up one day and I just said, like, life is easier now. Mm. And I said that yesterday. Ooh. So I'm like, is this done? Are we done here? You're probably getting pretty close. <sighs> yeah. Do you feel like you're done with yours? I, 
I feel like I'm, yeah, I feel like I'm just about to be done. That's so um, nice. Or I shouldn't say done. I feel like I'm just about to begin, which is kind of cool. Oh, ah! Yeah. Oh, my, I just peaked my, oh. <laughs> that was my mind orgasming because I was like, oh, you reframed it so well. Because I, I was, in, instantly I was like, wait, you're about to begin your Saturn? Oh, no, she's beginning her real life. Oh, I love that. Oh, but it has not been easy. I mean, just, you know, shedding, I shed a really toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. I shed um, even down to like people on my like um, my professional team that were no longer serving me, um, shedding a lot of fear, shedding like my own patterns and like the people I was attracting and choosing, even in friendships. Yeah. Um, just my space feels different. Like I feel like I wake up now and like I hear the birds now and I feel the sun come in in my windows and music sounds different and food tastes different and like... I, I feel like I'm so excited about life that I don't want to go to bed. Oh, my God. And it's like, you know, six months ago, I was like just trying to peel myself up off the floor each day. Right. And so it's it's just a true testament to like, you know, your your deepest, darkest depths can shoot you to like your highest highs. And it's, it's you know, I feel like I'm now able to like manage it. Because don't get me wrong, life hasn't been like perfect since then. Mm-hmm. I've still experienced all these like, downfalls and just tough things but I'm just more balanced now I don't drop so low down and and try and pick myself up off the floor again I don't reach the floor anymore yeah I'm like okay cool I'm like just kind of in between and I'm just kind of coasting and I know I'm going to get back up and it's just a matter of being like hey I got you like we're here we've already I've already been through some of the hardest things in my life so I'm like it's it's only going to get better from here. Right. So, yeah, it kind of feels like a beginning, which is really exciting. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. You're the one that should write the five-page book. <laughs> that that we'll would write, actually be We'll much- write two five-page books. It'll be... <laughs> We'll sell them as like a package deal. Well, one word on each page will be a children's book. Yeah. Ooh. Can you draw? No. Can you? No. Oh, that's one thing you can't do. And tap dance. <laughs> You can draw. Oh my God, cute. Amazing. It's going to be illustrated. (laughs) Yes. So excited. Please buy it. Please buy it. There'll be a puzzle in the back. Oh my God. Uh, We should just do a puzzle. Let's just do a puzzle instead of writing three books. (laughs) How do you even make a puzzle? I guess you just draw the image and then they cut it. I was like, what's the first puzzle? Was somebody, someone drew a picture on a piece of paper, a piece of like printer paper and just ripped it up and said like, here kid, put this together. And the kid grew up and was like, I used to do this thing with my dad all the time, but now I can make it a whole thing for the world. Ooh, we got to find this kid. We got to find this kid. Where are you at? (laughs) Call in. We'll give you some advice. On puzzles. On on puzzles. On the thing that you created and made. We're Um, here to judge it. (laughs) Let's take a quick break while Carlina gives us an extra piece of advice you can find at Just a Tip Podcast on Instagram, and we'll be right back. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And we are Back before we get into our second question, Carlina, what's something you are completely obsessed with that you think that everybody in the world should know about? Gardening. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I just started a garden this year. What are you cooking? What are you not cooking? What are you? What, <laughs> what are, are you, you making before? Yeah. What are you going to cook? Um, I have a tomato plant. Okay. I have a squash plant. I have rosemary, two types of thyme, basil, mint, dino kale, strawberries. Ooh. And what a big garden. I think that's it. Yeah, and it's all on like my little deck. Wow. Yeah. Is it difficult? It's not. It's just you really got to water it every day. And I got to move the tomatoes out of the sun because they're like, we hate you right now. Um, but they're, they're growing and they're looking pretty good. So all I've been able to use so far are strawberries, uh, thyme, rosemary, mint, basil, and kale. But the tomatoes and squash are on their way. All I've been able to use is 80% of what I'm having. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should have phrased that the other way. Um, but yeah, it's so exciting. And like, I don't know, there's something about like being like, huh, I want to make like a tomato mozzarella salad with basil and like just walking out to your garden and being like, oh, let me just clip my own fresh basil. Right. And there's, I don't know, there's something about it. Like I don't use any pesticides or anything. So like, yeah, there's like little bugs that are like chilling on it and you got to wash it before and dry it off. And yeah. you're like sharing your your food with the caterpillars. And it's like, okay, I'll give you this amount today and I'm going to take this m- amount for my salad. And it's it's exciting. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So everyone should garden, even if it's like one tiny little thing. Being able to grow your own food mm-hmm. and like supply for yourself is, I don't know, there's something really empowering about it. We, we used to do that hundreds of years ago. You right. know, we were hunters and gatherers and we would, you know, supply for ourselves and our families. And so there's something like really nice about not walking to the Whole Foods that's across the street from me and buying basil. Right. And just getting <laughs> For $18? It. Yeah. Oh my God. What? Spent all my money there. I wanted to make butter lettuce the other day, and mm. I googled it, and it was like, "It's going to take a long time." That was the answer. I said, it's going to take a long time, Megan. You just go buy it, and I was like, "Okay, cool." And I didn't, but mm. I love butter lettuce so much. Me too. Oh, I have some in my the God. fridge right now. It's the best. It is. Oh. It's the best lettuce with uh, fresh cremini mushrooms and a little bit of olive oil and a little bit of white vinegar and sea salt and pepper. Whoa! Yeah, just like a little mushroom wrap. Just a little mushroom wrap. <laughs> my wrap name. Yeah, mushroom wrap. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds so nice. Maybe I'll try. The thing about that is, like, what happens when you travel? Well, I haven't traveled for super long oh. since starting the garden this year. Um, but I live in a cute little neighborhood where, like, there's only like six little bungalows in this little space. So I'm sure I could just like ask my neighbor downstairs to just like walk upstairs and pour some water on it. So Ooh. yeah. <laughs> Neat. Yeah. So you have a good relationship with your neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're pretty nice. I don't. Oh no. I live in such a weird little, I also have six houses right next to mine, but they're all like okay. little condo looking things. Okay. And I feel like everyone hates me, but maybe that's mm. just how I live my life. 
Are you really reckless? Are you having like crazy house parties no, till three in the morning? I'm not. Do you have a pet anaconda or? I do, but I, they don't care. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think that like one time I I was choreographing something for a job, but it was like at eight o'clock and one of my neighbors oh. it does the night shift. And so she was like, hey, it's loud. And I was like, hey, this is how I have to pay for this house. I need to work. Yeah. It was really bad. Mm. Do you have a dance studio in your house? I do. <gasps> I never Ooh. use it. Really? It's getting dust. I don't dance very often. Do you? Um, I have a, uh, my living room is quite spacious and I have a massive mirror that covers Mm. one entire wall. So I I do dance in it actually. I like will move stuff to the side and I just like have, I do it at least like, I don't know, maybe once every couple weeks to a month and I'll just like put on music and just dance my ass off for like an hour. Wow. Yeah. And then I'm like super sweaty and I'm like, okay, I'm going to bed now. I shower first, but... (laughs) It's your nightcap. This is my nightcap. Yeah, wow. there's something really freeing about it because, you know, being a professional dancer, so much of it was about like pleasing an audience or pleasing an artist. And like you really lose the sense of like what dance originally was for me, at least. Yeah. Um, so there's something nice about like just being kind of reckless with it now and being like, this is, I'm going to do this for me and nobody's watching. I'm not posting this on my story or doing a live stream or anything. Like this is just for me. And I'm not getting paid for it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I've been saying this a lot in the last couple of years. I feel like I'm a better dancer now that I'm not doing it professionally than when I was a professional dancer. And it goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning. When you strip the pressure off of something, Mm. you're like immediately better at it. Right. So it's been kind of nice. Like just I do like random little, you know, gigs here and there, like just did, you know, JP's video. And like, I was like, that was one of the most beautiful things I've had the chance to do. And it was because I'm, I'm not focused on being a professional dancer right now. So it was really freeing. It's like, do you have any hidden talents? I'm a really good cook. Ooh, yeah. But that will, it's hidden until you make it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hidden until I make it. Like, do you have anything Um, that, or I guess mm. hidden talents that are just like kind of like quirky and weird that like, if you want to show someone something, you're like, I can do this thing. And then when someone's looking, then you can't do it anymore. Have you ever experienced that very weird phenomenon? Yeah. I, um, I actually, it's weird to even say this out loud because I never like took ownership of it for a long time, but uh, I'm a really good poet. Oh, I believe it. Easy. <laughs> yeah. And I really love writing haikus. And but the second someone's like, can you write me a haiku? I'm like, what is English? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. I'm like turn around, don't watch up and just like lose everything. Um, but it's something I'm trying to work on. And I one of my goals for, for this year, one of my resolutions was to um, write a poem book and to publish it oh my god to self-publish it so you will that's I incredible will. <laughs> yeah what about you what are your I mean you're so good at everything well resolutions and hidden talents oh god um I can do this weird thing with my fingers where I can only I can bend like the top <laughs> you can't see it but I have like straight fingers and then like the top like third of your finger you know they're divided into sections my jaw is on the floor right now <laughs> and it's really weird and gross I can do that. I can also isolate my eyes. So I do one at a time. It's, I think that's why I have an astigmatism is because I've been doing that. For oh, 100%. <laughs> You're going to be either colorblind or cross-eyed mm-hmm. in 10 years. I can also pinpoint where people's belly buttons are without like seeing Ooh. them. Okay, I need better talents. Now, I was like, I write poems. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. I truly don't have any artistic talent that isn't like that I don't exploit. Mm, well, that's good. That's good that you're exploiting all of your artistic talents. Do you cook? I do, but I don't Ooh. know if I'm as good as you because I don't have a garden. 
Well, you don't need a garden to be good. <gasps> just means you're spending more money at Whole Foods. Or what's your grocery store of choice? Uh, I guess it depends on how I feel about myself that day and where mm. I am. If I feel very <laughs> accurate. Oh my god! It's like when I get Panda Express. It's either I love myself or I hate myself. Yep. There's no in between. You're never getting Panda Express when you're having a fine day. Nope. That's like Doomies for me. Have you ever been to Doomies? No. What's that? Oh my god! It's vegan soul food here. Yes. Ooh. Oh my gosh. It's in like this little strip mall in the corner of like Fountain and Vine. Ooh. And it's, but it's one of those places that I'm like, I either love myself today or I hate myself. I'm getting doomies. Yeah. They have like vegan chicken wings and like, you know, vegan macaroni and cheese and like a vegan pulled pork sandwich. Oh, and yeah. yeah, now I'm getting hungry. <laughs> Are you yeah. fully vegan? No, but um, I don't eat meat. Mm. But I have a little bit of, I have a little bit of cheese and a little bit of fish. Um, but yeah, what about you? Uh, I eat everything. Okay. And it's real bad. The only thing I won't eat is olives and wasabi. Olives? I hate olives. <gasps> the worst. I'm wondering, you love olives? I, I will bathe in olives. When I die, bury me in <laughs> olives. When I die, bury me inside the olive garden. Hey. Not olive garden, olive bar. Ooh, Ooh. I would love to be buried in an olive garden. Yeah. I lo- that's me. That's my Florida showing. Just I love olive garden. Breadsticks. I would die if I was in a bath of olives. That's how I would die. And what you just don't like like the tanginess of them? Tangy? Or? They're tangy? They're tangy. They're just I just when I eat them, I feel like I'm eating hell in a sphere. <laughs> wow. It's not good. Okay. To me. My friend Emily hates olives. Yeah? Yeah. What's your favorite food? Like What's your death row meal? Oh my. A lot of death, a lot of food in this one. But if if you have one last meal and you can mm. have anything, you can also mix and match cuisines. Okay. But this is the last time you'll ever taste human food in the flesh. Indian food. The, oh, you just, the whole thing. The whole thing. I want the chana masala curry. I want the, the dal lentils. I want the peshwari naan with date paste. I want the rice. I want the little like chippy thing that comes in the beginning. I want the mango chutney. I want the whole thing. Wow. I've picked up like three words of that. <laughs> I felt like you were speaking in tongues. I, I yeah. I, I literally go to a space of speaking in tongues when I think about Indian food. I haven't had it in a long time. Do you like Indian food? I don't know if I do. Oh. I don't know if I've ever had Indian food. I have so many great restaurants you have to go to. I will try them all. Oh, it's just because no matter how much Indian food you eat, you are so full to the brim after. Like you cannot do like Indian food is the last thing in your day. You're not going to go out <laughs> and meet people after eating Indian food. You're not even going to watch a TV show. Like you're just, oh. you're done. You're KO'd. Um, so I think that would be my last meal because I'm, then I'm like peacefully just right. off to the races. Right. So. Wow. Yeah. All right. What about you? Oof. I'm going to go with French fries and salmon nigiri. Oh, good choice. Just that. Or like a in a steak. Mm, okay. Like I a, used to like steak when I when I ate meat. It is good. Yeah. It is good. Like a wagyu beef though. Ooh. Like I would get like whatever, whatever the most decadent. I almost don't even want to chew it. Like Ooh. put it in my tongue and it dissolves. Just that's the, that's what kind of steak down. I want. Mm. Yeah, one that I can eat with a straw. Yep. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> okay, let's take another question. This one is about acting. Ooh. It's always been my dream to become an actor, but I've always been too shy to pursue it. My parents want me to have a stable career, so I went to university studying medicine, and I'm now stuck with a degree I don't want to use. Do you have any tips on how to break into acting or the entertainment industry in general? Thanks. Woo! What a beautiful voice. Yeah, I loved that. Wow, I want you to be my, like, Siri or Waze navigator. Do you... Do you 
Use ways. I do use ways. Do do you use ways? Wow, I can't say that. I used to make fun of everyone using ways because I was just like baffled that they were alive when I saw them. (laughs) Accurate. But like now it really does shave off some minutes. Yeah, it does. That's a good job. Yep. I can't I can't knock it any longer. Yep. So I'm a ways user. I'm a user. (laughs) I'm a user. I'm a user. Uh, Okay, so acting she wants to be in the entertainment industry in general did you always want to be in entertainment as a kid I I just like needed something to have a voice I grew up in the foster care system and I was all over the place like before I was nine I was already in like I don't know maybe eight or eight or eight to ten different elementary schools Mm. different homes and I just never really felt like I knew who I was and I kind of stumbled into dance and it really could have been anything. And I always say that it could have been piano. It could have been this. It could have been that. Um, but I always felt like it was just me trying to find a voice. And when I was dancing, I felt like I was I was acting. Um, uh. It was just like a form of expression. And um, yeah, I after dancing for a few years, I started, you know, kind of getting curious about, you know, the other side of it, you know, using my, my voice instead of my body. Um, and uh, yeah, kind of kind of started to explore that before I really dived into it and and fell into it um but yeah I don't think I had a very clear idea about the entertainment industry until I like got here like mm. when I was younger you know when people were like what do you want to be when you grow up I think my first thing was I wanted to be an actress but that was before mm. I even knew what that really was I was like I wanted to be an actress and then I wanted to be an interior designer oh and then I wanted to be a chef oh. and then a graphic designer <laughs> Wow. And then by that time, I was like going to school for graphic design. Then I became oh, a no dancer. Yeah. I didn't know you went to school for graphic design. I did. Oh, that's amazing. Do you still so fun. do it? Or Yeah, almost all the time. Like the oh, wow. like little, whether it's like a thumbnail or a poster or graphics for the podcast or a YouTube video or oh, wow. like anything. It's so cool. That's amazing. I would If I wasn't doing what I was doing, I would probably do that for other people that want to do what I'm doing. Wow. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. 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 I would do that. I love it. I love graphics. They're That's the best. Cool. Yeah, I'm the the worst graphic designer. Are you? I, I've never even tried. I mean, I've like tried to find like apps on like my iPhone where you can like put a sticker on an image, but mm-hmm. like can't even do that. So <laughs> yeah, I just actually discovered that app where you can turn everything black and white and then choose one thing you um, want color. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that, that app's like eight years old and I just <laughs> found it like last week. Yeah. You were saying that you, you're late to music, too. I'm so late to music. Do you think, why do you think that? Because I spend too much time listening to the Jagged Little Pill Alanis Morissette album. Mm. And that's just where I'm at all the time. And that's where I'm at. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh yeah, there's new music out there. What is what is a Fetty Wap? What is a Post Malone? <laughs> um, I literally just heard Post Malone's Wow, like three days ago. And I'm like, oh my God. I've been playing it on repeat. <laughs> It's so good. You you get the second wave of wow because of you. <sighs> Literally, his streams are up because of me. <laughs> Only because of it's me. It's a good song. It's really good. It's really good. I think that's one of the best songs out right now. Yeah, he's a. I mean, he's just so talented. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But yeah, I'm really late to things. Do you think that in general, also like with like movies or kind of like current events? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I really, I guess I just like take so much time to like really figure out what I like and what I want. That's good. And it has to like draw me into it. Like I'm really into the, um, actually it's about her Saturn return (gasps) and new album. 
No, never heard it. It's been out for probably a couple months now. Again, I'm late to the game. Well, I'm even later than you. NAO? Yeah. yeah. Or now, or and I don't know how to say her name. I'm, I'm probably butchering. S- Orbit? Oh yes. my God. It's about her Saturn return. Stop it. <gasps> Wait, I love... Someone told me about a Saturn return a couple years ago, and I had never heard of it. And I went on a deep dive, and it is... Ooh. So fascinating. It really is. I don't like so many people kind of scoff at astrology or uh, zodiac signs, but like it's hard to argue with a Saturn return because everyone, even if people are so like agnostic to astrology, they are still like, well, my right 27 to 30 is like, the hardest years of my life. And it's like, well, hang yeah. on. There's, there's a reason. There's for a that. reason. This is some of NAO's now's orbit. Is the whole album about the Saturn return or is it just the song? Yeah. The whole thing? The whole album. There's this like beautiful interlude halfway through about there's like someone who's speaking over the track and they're literally talking about her Saturn Saturn return. It's so fascinating. Oh, wow. And I think she's 27. So, Mm. yeah. Here I am deciding when her Saturn return is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, it's now. (gasps) The Um, the top, I love YouTube comments. The top comment is, can y'all taste that? The talent? Wow. I love it. Wow. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, great album. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, yeah. I heard it when it first came out, and I turned it off immediately. Oh. Not because it wasn't fantastic, but because it there's, you know, I just have to feel connected to something sure. in order to listen to it, taste it, talk to it, touch it, whatever the thing is. Um, and then now, a couple months later, while going through my Saturn return, uh-huh. I'm connected to it. Right. And then I'll just listen to an album on literal repeat. I will play the same song on repeat for a whole like 45 minute drive. Yeah, no, same. I, Me too. I just have to. I don't know. I'm still listening to like Blink-182 and All American Rejects. Like I, I, the past like three weeks have been Dashboard Confessional came out with like a new version of all of their old songs. They just re-recorded them. Ooh. Yeah. And okay. I've just been listening to that and I miss all of the current music all the time yeah i like have to consult my cool friends and i go like what's new what's cool there's just so much stuff out there now too there truly is sometimes i feel bad that i'm like contributing to it but then Mm. it's also like i feel like a lot of times like as artists we're all going through the same thing Mm -hmm. we're all experiencing how we are experiencing it which is inherently different yeah and then i was thinking i was talking to somebody else about either religion or self-help but it's like there's so many i'll just take a self-help Um, example but like there's so many books on self-help that say the same thing in a different way and it takes the one book that you can relate to and that you can resonate with or even understand the language that they're using Mm. and so it's like even if like 10 people are saying the same exact thing they're going to say it in different ways and maybe you'll relate to one of them yeah and still get the same information it's like when you you tell your friend you're like oh my god so and so gave me this advice today and it just like blew my mind and they're like i told you that three months ago right Uh, and you're like oh yeah but I just had to hear it from this person right and that's the thing sometimes you have to hear it from someone who like completely comes out of left field or like you know not someone who you usually get advice from Mm -hmm. or a total stranger on the street or it's like a billboard or like a fleeting piece of grass in the 
field, you know, whatever the thing is. Right. Um, but yeah, it's like, I think it's when your brain and your body and your just whole being is like ready to hear I agree. it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so exciting. So every time I feel bad about like, oh, I'm just like w- another voice in this like vast oversaturated world that we're in that I'm like, well, hang on. Maybe I'm saying it in a way that no one else has been saying it before. Hell yeah, you are. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, let's help somebody. Oh, yeah, we didn't help her. Okay, the main thing is, do you have any tips? Okay, we'll go in like, we'll give one tip each. Okay. That seems like a good idea. Yes. (laughs) On how to break into acting or the entertainment industry in general. Either or. You want to go first? Um, no. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think... You know, it also depends where you are, your location. There's so many different things. But first and foremost, like, I think really recognizing why you love something is a huge, um, it's just like a huge candidate for how you step forward into what's next. Um, You know, if you are in a position where you can't quite take the classes you want to take yet, then maybe you're, you know, compiling all the films that you want to watch and like watching these films and studying and like really seeing the difference between actors that are like in their bodies. And it doesn't, you don't feel like you're watching somebody act versus like someone who you, you can feel that they're acting, Mm -hmm. you know, there's like, and it's such a subtle difference that sometimes you can't even, sometimes you can't even tell. And then other times you really can like Meryl Streep is a great example. You never feel like you're watching Meryl Streep you feel like you're watching the character she is in each thing Um, and then from there I'd say get into some sort of class or workshop something to just expose yourself because it's not even about um, it's for me acting is not about like some specific thing that you've got to learn and somebody's going to teach you a way to do it and there's like rules or regulations to it acting is about being human Mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't know how to be human and what I learned from years of studying Meisner technique or different improv programs or all these other things that was I was able to gain this like quality of learning how to be a human being and that's what I think makes me a good actress yeah and you know exposing yourself to these workshops and these classes or these avenues or even just like little improv troops or groups of people like so you can get out of your own head and get into your own body Mm. so you can show up and be a human that to me is like you know I I always have people who are like oh I want to learn this technique or this style or blah 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 and I'm like you just need to find somewhere where you're going to learn how to be a human yeah like that is just so much more important because that's what Meryl Streep is she's a human being yeah and you're like you're just so blown away by it, and that's why it's so effective. Right. And the thing about being a human is like we're like kind of ugly in the way that we deal with things. Yes. And I think that like especially when when I used to write a bunch of sketches and I would I would have something happen in the scene and it's like the actors would not like succumb to being ugly because they're like, mm. I'm on camera. I want to look good. So even yeah. if it's a crying scene, they would cry in like a polished way. And it's like, no, I want you to like lose it here. Yeah. And kind of like, we need to feel uncomfortable yeah. and because being a human is uncomfortable. Yeah. And it was interesting. Like I would keep the cameras rolling and it was the in-between scenes that I would use for reaction shots because people don't know that they're being recorded and then they get to be people. Yeah. And even in the way of like, if someone's like gesticulating with their hands or if they like do something with their face or, or the way that they like touch their nose in between things, it's like when people know that they're on camera, they're, they think that they shouldn't do those things. Mm. But we don't, when we're delivering lines in, in real life, like yeah. not on camera, we're not 
sitting in one position to make sure like we're not going to get out of frame. We're being ourselves and we're moving how we move and we're taking pauses when we want to take pauses. Yeah. I think it's interesting to, to watch people. Sometimes I'll do this as like my own little fun experiment is just watch people in real life pretending like they're acting. Mm. And I'll be like, oh my God, you're such, in my mind, like you're such a good actor, but they're just living their life. But I'm like taking notes on how humans move and talk and interact with people. Yeah, they're they're just they're they've shown up and they're just present and they're human. The present thing is yeah. when I was in acting classes, it when they're just like, listen, just listen. You know the scene? Now throw away all of the words and just listen. And I'm like, well, what are the I don't know the words. And then it took me a while to be like, oh, I now I know. Because the so many times when I like do self-tapes with friends, it's like they know the lines so much that they're just like waiting for their turn to speak mm. versus actively listening. And it's the yes. same with podcasting. It's the same with improv comedy. You're, you can't get what you need if you're not listening. And the same with just like connecting in general, whether it's on air, on screen or off. Mm-hmm. Just connecting takes listening. Yeah, because you, you know, if you're so focused on like the dialogue and whatever it is that you need to deliver, you have no idea how this person is. Like, for example, let's say this person's like needs to ask you about, you know, did you did you shut the door or did you leave the door open? And if you're so prepared with what you your answers and what you want to say next, you you have no idea how this person is going to come at you with that question. Are they going to come at you like raging through the door? Like, did you shut the door? They're going to be like, hey, did you shut? And if you already have like your preconceived notion of like what your answer is going to be, you're not actually physically responding to what is happening in front of you. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know what you're going to say next. I don't even know what I'm going to say next. But by focusing on being present, like I'm able to respond right. and like really feel like I'm connected to you. Like I had an audition a couple weeks ago and the character in the scene is like eating Oreos. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like something I would write. Yeah. <laughs> She's like hitting on someone while eating Oreos and being like, hot. Do you, so hot. Do you like <laughs> lick the cream out of the center of the oh, Oreo? Oh, yeah. It was, it was, it was hot. Um, and in the middle of my take, it was a self tape. In the middle of my take, the Oreo split completely into like a million pieces, fell completely down my shirt. I had like white stuff all over my chin and like uh-huh. I was just like trying to finish my lines. And afterwards I, I looked back and that was the best take. That mm. was the take that I ended up sending because I had no idea that this Oreo was going to break. It was going to fall down my shirt. I was going to be covered in icing and just look like a total fool. But it ended up being the most human right. take versus me like trying to cutely eat this Oreo because I'm trying to like hit on. So- That's not how life works. Right. It's like you go and like ask somebody out and you're like super nervous and you stumble on your words you Mm -hmm. trip on the sidewalk or that's just how it goes so yeah I think all that to say the most uh human uh, experiences you can have I think help shape you as an actress or you know whatever you want to do in the entertainment industry 1000 percent the the tip that I will give is I guess from the beginning uh, part where she mentions that her parents want her to have a stable career mm. uh, because I've gone through that as well. And I think that the, the the most like concise advice I could give is to work on the dream on the side uh, while you like still have an actual stable job and don't switch over until I think someone said this the other day is like you're until your passion can pay the bills, mm. then switch over because otherwise you, the, the term starving artist, like I don't really get mm. because I think now there's so many other avenues of making a living while you can still pursue art mm. unless you, unless you jumped in way too soon. 
then it's like then you're starving because yeah. you haven't like you haven't thought this out through thoroughly I guess uh so I think even if you want to be an actor and maybe you can't go to class I mean this is how I started dancing is like I looked up YouTube videos put them in the mirror slowed mm. it down and then did side by side dancing and wow. put, like recorded myself and gave myself notes and so I think a lot of like my acting friends that maybe are like waiting on auditions I'm always like hey why don't you like film yourself doing a monologue or like maybe take like a, a dramatic thing and make a yeah. comedy or just kind of like do whatever you want on yeah. camera. The way that I got into my body and my voice is because uh, doing like three to five years of like really cringeworthy YouTube videos. Mm. I watched one yesterday because I was trying to I was trying to see the last time I did a specific type of video. Okay. And so I searched like my name and the type of video that I was doing. And I was like, I know I did this like went right when I first started. And you could like tell that I had no idea who I was but I was just trying to have like a good time and I was trying to have fun I know that's what I was doing and you could tell it in there that I was just trying to do something but like my voice was in like a really high register mm. and that's another thing I, I see when I'm auditioning and when I help other people with self-tapes it's like when we're not comfortable our voice is higher it's like the phone voice oh, or it's yeah. like when you're asking for something you like go up a couple octaves yeah. but when you're comfortable with yourself and you can get in like this deep natural register then you're like oh now this is believable. And yeah. for so long, like I started with a really high voice and really loud. And then like as I grew up online, then I could like, especially editing yourself and being like, mm. oh, I, I hate when I do that. Or like, that's not funny. Or this doesn't come across the way I want it to. You can kind of hone yourself into being like whatever the actor, the personality, the YouTube person that mm -hmm. you want to be by just like studying yourself. Yeah. So I think still have a job until you yeah, can until yeah. you can pursue acting the full way but also don't wait on studying yourself while you're having a job yeah cuz you know it's it kind of goes back to like what we were talking about in the beginning like when you put when you have so much pressure on something like you're going to strip the love out of it if you like mm -hmm. stop everything that you're doing school wise and whatever just to be like oh I'm going to pursue acting not that it's not a good choice but it just puts so much pressure on that being the thing that has to make you money and has to plummet right. you forward and you know I I still have so many different side projects so that my acting can be mm -hmm. you know a, a labor of love and it's it's taken a long time for me to even let some of those side projects go to fully like embrace that this is what I'm doing now because you don't want to put so much pressure on a thing mm -hmm. um so yeah I definitely agree with that like keep doing what you're doing but like go for it like yeah. go for your dreams right. man. life is so short <sighs> do you feel that your life is so short because I know it cognitively but <sighs> I haven't felt it yet oh my god I felt it July 1st, because I was like, it's July 1st. I know. I did think that this year. I was like, <laughs> life is getting shorter. But I'm yeah. like, there's, but we're, we're less than 30. Yeah. So we still have hopefully three more of this, this amount that's already mm. happened, which is like a lot, but that's because that's all I know. Yeah. 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 It's just, I think it's just moving at a pace that I'm like trying to keep up with, but, but that's exciting. That means I'm pursuing a lot of things or doing right. a lot of things that bring me joy. Um, and it's an, it's a nice re reminder to like really hone in and like cherish something. Mm -hmm. Like I really, something I try and do now is I try to not have my phone when I'm eating. Oh, that's great. Cause I'm like, what does my food taste like? Cause usually I'm like, oh, oh such yeah. a go. 
that I'm like just shoving this like veggie burger in my mouth and I like I don't even know what it tastes like anymore because I'm just like let me right. just eat it um, <laughs> that's how veggie burgers taste to most people <laughs> what does this even taste like what is this cardboard is this literal am dirt? I eating my phone <laughs> <laughs> um, so I try to like put I leave my phone in the other room and I you know I'm just like okay what does my food taste like slow down Carlina yeah um, or I, I subscribe to Bon Appetit magazine Ooh, um, an adult like, on our hands <laughs> It's the one magazine I get. And I love to read my Bon Appetit magazine while eating. Oh, my God. You're doing the whole food thing. It looks like you're doing a food stock shoot. You're eating food, oh, reading yeah. about food. I need to do a food stock shoot. I love food. It's the best. It's literally, we oh. need it. It's the only one of the only necessities that we have to have. Oh, I'm just such a foodie. No, same. It's so, so good. Usually, I end with a, a little section, but I want to end with a question for you. Ooh. Because when I turned 25, I asked all of my friends that were 30 what advice they would give to a tw- their 25-year-old self. Mm. And now I would love to hear, I know that we are not 30 yet, but what would you give to your 25-year-old self? I know it's only a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. You can even do like a 20, 23. I just felt like when I turned 25, everything, like shit started to hit the fan. Like it was like the a moose-bouche precursor to my Saturn return. Mm. 25 was like, he, uh, here you go. Here's some like speed bumps into getting ready for things to really go awry. So you can pick from 23 to 25. What would you currently give your younger 20s self? What piece of advice would you tell your younger self? It's been on, it's actually been on my mind a lot this week. Um, and I, I think I'm fully embracing it now. So maybe something that I would have told my 23 to 25 year old self um, would be to take a chance on myself. Because mm. every time up until this point that I've taken a chance on myself, it's worked out and it's actually worked out really, really good. Yeah. Um, so like taking that complete and total blind leap of faith, um, something that's at the very, you know, how you can have your pinned tweets on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. My pinned tweet is jump. Ugh. And I just fully am like, take a, take a chance on yourself. Like I've taken so many chances, you know, from places I've moved, you know, with one little suitcase to, you know, turning down the second Justin Bieber tour to pursue acting to, you know, just all the different chances that there, the, yeah, the the leaps of faith that I've taken on myself. Um, It would, it would have been a nice reminder because I feel like I lived in so much fear from 23 to 25 that I wasn't going to make it and I wasn't going to, you know, do the right things or make the right choices. But you just got to make the choice and then go. And then it all kind of like falls into place. But when you half-ass make the choice, when you're like, you got one toe in each pond, it's like the universe doesn't know what you want. The mm-hmm. universe is like, hello, which one? Figure it out. So when you take that like leap of faith on yourself and um, just really believe in like your own talents and your strengths, um, it kind of works out. Yeah, I, so think I think there's that's what it would have been. something psychologically I don't know the actual term for it, but it's basically like not giving yourself a back door. So if you, right when you decide something, your brain figures it out. Like, especially, this is like a a probably bad way of saying it, but like if you like do something like against the law, then you're like, okay, we've done it. Now, Mm. how do we figure this out? And so even if it's like moving to a new city or, you know, deciding to do acting instead of a stable career, then it's like, okay, we have no back door. We can't go back. Almost like not having a plan B. Yeah. Like when I moved out to LA, everybody was like, what's your plan B? And I was like, literally don't have one. And I think the fact that I didn't have one made me figure it out. Mm. Yeah. It lit that fire under your ass. Yeah. 
Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I just, just, just take a chance. And you're, you are all you've got. Yeah. You're That's the it. only piece. You're the only piece. And if if you can't take a chance on yourself, then nobody else is going to. Yeah. Retweet. So, retweet. Retweet your pin tweet. Retweet my pin tweet. <laughs> the pin tweet. The pin tweet. Retweet the pin tweet. Carlina, um, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for having we've, me. We've done such a good job here, I think. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find you on the internet if they want more of you? Ooh. Um, you can find me at um, carlinabritch.com. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, at carlinabritch. Just put the R in front of the I. Oh, that happens a lot? Yeah. Birch? They say birch, I think, because they, they panic, and they're like, oh, my God, it's so close to a swear word. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's where you will find me. I love it. If you have a sticky situation or a burning concern, email us at justatipshow at gmail.com and be sure to sign off sleepless in Seattle style so we don't out your true persona. Give us your age and we'll give you quasi-wisdom. Except for in this case, I think we gave really good wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. Win-win for all of us. Woo. Carlina, thank you. Thank you. Enjoy your new life. New life. Woo! Yay! Did it. Oof. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>